Welcome and thank you for joining the podcast today. Today we have the great pleasure of welcoming Sharon Croson of the Design Archives to discuss designing in a digital world. Sharon's beautiful fabric collections adorn printed interiors across the globe. Alongside the curated fabric collections that are available from the Design Archives, Sharon is also the custodian of the extensive Croson Archives. Today we're going to explore the Croson's family love of printed textiles and discuss how Sharon is breathing new life into the patterns and prints from her father, Derek Croson's extensive archive. Sharon, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure. Good morning. It's lovely, lovely to have you. Sharon, can you give us an introduction to your business, the Design Archives and the Croson textile history? Oh well, that could that could I could go on for I could go on forever um, because it's a lifetime. Uh, well, the Design Archives um, was created oh 2016 um, when I decided um, it was a few years after my my father had uh, retired and Croson's um, uh, was um, quietly closed closed the doors of. Of an error, the Croson error, um, and um, those years in between there, I was sort of, I didn't know what to do. I thought, brilliant, I can go off and do something wonderfully new and get into a new industry and see. But of course, it's in the blood and um, it's all I knew. So um, I think three or four years or five years later, I'm terrible with my 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 time lines. Um, I decided, with the help of a, a very good colorist friend of mine um, within the industry, to dig out a few designs from the archive you were you were you were describing, and um, start something small and grow organically. But anyway, um, I had the names under under the belt. Should I call myself Croson or should I call myself? Um, I didn't want to use the family name. It had been done. It's you know, it's all uh-huh. been done done by my father. So um, we had we had Monkwell. We had Design Archives. We had a few few brands under our belt that my father had acquired over the years. Um, and Design Archives seemed to sit it very well because it described exactly what I was going to be doing: developing from designs from the archive, plus the historical connotations of the brand name. So uh, that that's how it got started, and I started with six designs. It took me a year to um, bring them to market. I think I did my first Decorex um, that year, um, and of course, it 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 it, it takes it takes um, it takes time to uh, to colour, bring to market uh, designs. Um, so um, I'm lucky that I had a lot of support within the business, or else I'd never have. I would never have. Um, I would never have. Um, I'd never even conceived of starting anything. And it was. It pleasantly surprised me that the support I did get within the industry. I've worked for my father for thirty years. Um, well, since I left school, uh, in in every aspect of, of the business, from manufacturing, selling, all sorts, working in the warehouse, you name it, putting sampling together, on the road selling. Mm-hmm. Um, sourcing from, from globally um, and um, 
I didn't really realise or appreciate uh, the, the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge that I had acquired. So it was, um, I knew the, the steps to take to bring the product to market. Mm-hmm. And I used the only template I knew, which was to go global first. I, I, I probably did it the wrong way around um, because I had, I had supportive partners abroad, certainly in Australia and Europe, in Europe, that, that could help me uh, with distribution, certainly with the, in, in with the show Decorex, um, I knew Simon Dubois, who, who was very, very kindly gave me a really nice stand that first year, you know, next to, and, and, it, and it sort of all slotted into place there. So it, it, appreciate all the, the help and support I got at the, at the beginning and, and do now. I mean, um, I think that the, uh, the textile world or our world is, is, is a, is a, is, a, is, a, is a large family or a small family wherever you is. go, everywhere I, I do go, yeah. including yourself, Debbie, you know, yeah. we, we've all come across each other in our, in our careers in the past, yeah. um, certainly in the Croson um, era. Absolutely. A lot of people pass through the doors, uh, whether it's in the design studios or, or whichever capacity, um, which, is, which is always very pleasant and lovely. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so you know, it takes it takes time to, to grow a brand because Croson was was of a of an era. It's not it it, it, it was a mid it was it was a mid market company, but he was he was the biggest um, or largest or one of the largest printers globally for many years. You know, he won the Queen Award, Award for export uh, definitely three, four I mean, times. The, um, you know, those were, those were the days, Sharon, as well, weren't they? Where a best-selling design was a million meters. You know, it was completely oh, different gosh, to what we've got now. A million, some of them yeah. plus that time. The one, a couple of designs he always said, which I am producing one of them called Amador. I think at its height it was ten million meters. That particular one. I mean, it's, wow. it's beyond conception, yeah. isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. The printing there. So uh, yeah, it's it's a different game nowadays. That is for certain. Um, High-end designers. I mean, I mean, uh, that's 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 my market now, um, yeah. and it's um, yeah, it's a very different, a, a, a different, different way of uh, of working. So um, you have to. Um, there's a lot of things you have to have in place. Um, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be a young designer starting out afresh in this business without. Well, without the knowledge that I have acquired over a lifetime of being in it, but. Um, you certainly would have to. Uh, you'd have to do a lot, a lot of research, make lots of uh, contacts, um, know your manufacturing, know the developing side of it. You know, um, know what market you want to get into, or um, or where you sit in the market. There's a lot of there's a lot of pricing, margins, all of this stuff. Um, there's a lot to think about, and of course, that's of course where the digital um, side of it comes in, which is what you're inter- your uh, interested yeah, in, that's right. in, in Debbie. And I think um, it's, it's through, looking through the looking glass as well, I think so many people totally underestimate um, how difficult it is to, to both manufacture textiles and to kind of break into that market sector as well. As you know, you've got, you know, you have a lifetime's experience to adapt everything that you learned using analog technologies to mm-hmm. a new marketplace that's using digital technologies. Um, you still Absolutely. have to have the same learning from a design point of view. You've got still to have the same learning process whether you it's only the print process that's changing isn't it oh absolutely i mean the, the, the structure of business is still the same um you know with it within any industry i mean digital makes life easier and i guess there's more 
it's a, it's a quicker opportunity to bring something to market. There's all sorts of benefits from it. Um, Sharon, you've been very busy digitising the Croson Patent Archive. Um, how mm-hmm. has this been implemented? What is the scale of the project? And what are the benefits the in, for the industry now that we can start to source designs online for manufacturing? Well, um, the archive is a major asset, I feel. Um, and my father, in 50 years of his, of his life, his business working life, um, his eye for design and colour never ceases even now to... Yeah. Um, I still go to him now for, for, for um, to ask his eye on things I'm, do, I'm developing and doing because it, it, it's just something that's inherent in him. It and is, yeah. I believe it has been, whether it's been nurtured and groomed by him or not, whether I think I have it as well, we have the same eye. Um, it never ceases to amaze me. He can, he can, the balance of a design, whether one... And the balance of colour in it is, is yeah. just is just amazing. And I, and I have got that eye as well. And I'm very, very, very particular... Um, when I'm colouring or, or altering a design or something that um, it has to do, it has to it has to be right, you know. Yes. Um, and uh, um, but it, there is a night. It's like picking a horse, isn't it? It's it, you can see a winner. There is a definite inherent eye that a designer has, a commercial designer like yourself, to pick a winner, to pick a best-selling pattern. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, the, the, the archive. When it, when he was, you know, doing his globe trotting around the world at all the trade shows or whatever he's doing, you know, I'd always quite often he'd spend a lot of time in designers' studios mm-hmm. or marquees or wherever they were buying beautiful designs, yeah. whether they be archival historic pieces or done in the the designer studio, you know, from Italy to China, wherever we were. Um, or whether he was, and his collated stuff that he might he probably knew he wasn't ever going to develop, but they were just beautiful pieces. Um, yeah. And so you know, it's like like a museum in the archive, and uh, and it wasn't until I sat down. It's actually located in in his squad. I'm down in Sussex now um, in, in their property, and and the archive is is kept in a squash court. Um, wow. The temperatures, quite, and it, it, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's 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 amazing venue to keep it in, but it is actually very um, a perfect location. Um, and whilst it was in some sort of order, uh-huh. it clearly, and I knew I can recognise the value of the asset of the archive. In it, and it was, it's, oh dear, it's taken two years already. We're still, it's still a work in progress. Um, and I asked. Um, Warner's um, uh-huh. fabrics at, um, down in Braintree for some help and advice, and then from their archivist, um, I got um, I bought a couple in to um, do exactly that, and I think for over a year or eighteen months they were living down here, pretty much during the week, um, digitising and archiving it for me. Um, and it's still ongoing now. The historic piece pieces are being done. I think we've got, I don't know what's on there now. I think there's close to 10,000 pieces on there now wow. um, that have been digitised. Um, and I'll explain. I don't know if you've got another question there, but it, it's, it's being done by genre designer. You know, they're easy to mm-hmm. find. It, and it's, it's, of course, it makes life much easier, not only for me, but... Um, for the eye of the beholder who wants to um, log on and have a look at them. Um, the, the, are, you, the, um, are you drum scanning them, Sharon, or are you flatbed scanning them? No, they're all the flatbed scanning. They're all flatbed scanned. Yeah. The, the S. So yeah. you've got you've got you know, you've got all the information anybody could want, whether you're um, 
That's great. For um, whatever use. Fantastic. And are they are they um, sold as one-off? Pe- so it's not licensed. They're not not sold, are they? They're licensed, but um, no, they're. Are, are they are they layered? Are they ready for colouring or is is? It's no, no, no. They're not. No, they're not. Okay. A lot of the information is on there. The printer, the, whoever it goes to, would be able to do that. Um, we've right. got, we've got, uh, you know, I can always recommend names of people that can separate them for, uh, provide that service, whoever, whoever would need it. Um, but it's, it's certainly still a work in progress. It's up there. It's still being developed. All the information is on there. Um, but you're, you're talking about licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's that's a um, you know any design or any brand. I remember my father. You know, he had a few court cases over the years from people copying yeah. that kind of thing. They're all sort of they're all they're all watermarked. I mean, you can protect them as much as you can. Um, yeah, you can yeah. protect them as much as you can. You know, there is no one hundred percent protection of them. Um, but we try and mitigate mitigate that risk as much as possible. It's very difficult. We're going to touch on that again a little bit later. It is incredibly difficult, especially in such a virtual world where you have to give access. You know, designers of the past would visit manufacturers with their portfolio, which was yeah. phys- physical. Um, That's so, it. And just people are yeah. standing there taking photographs of them with it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there are there are incredible benefits from having access to an archive that that can then literally go viral and be used worldwide. So that I think the the mm. benefits outweigh the risks, don't they? Don't they really? They do. They do. Definitely. And you can do what you can to protect yourself, um, and be very discerning about who you let view and mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but, what do you uh, think? Yeah. Sorry. What do you think the benefits are for the industry then, Sharon, for sourcing designs in manufacturing? I mean, oh, well, we just we just listed it really because it is all digital yeah. and easily accessible, you know, via a link. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, I, I would think that research or searching out design or historic historic design textile design is made much easier. It's a huge, you know, it's it's a very expensive process to do it, and it's a very lengthy process. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's not a case of taking a picture and putting it on on. You know, um, it's all the metadata that goes. I'm not a very technical person, but I'm telling you, it's very technical. <laughs> um, and um, I've got two wonderful people doing it for me that understand all that, um, or but help me to is, understand it. It's great, isn't it, for for the for the world at large, really, to have access to an archive that, as you say, is has been created by both by yourself and by by your father who has such a, a fantastic eye for good design. I mean, when we talk about good design, we're talking, you know, great flow, the availability of, um, a, you know, a, a great a great sense of layering so that these designs can actually colour really well and transpose yes. across different products, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people can look at a design and think, oh, that's great, but it can be an absolute nightmare to colour if it hasn't got the right balance well, going I've, on I've in been, there. You're, you're, you've touched on it there. You know, there's one designer that I absolutely, who was right, a couple of designs my um, Croson's did use that were very successful in the eighties, and her name was Martine Sapo and uh, oh, is and um, I did. I have tried bringing one of them to market and developing a kind, and it's just you know, it, it, it's it's you're talking about the layering. As much as the will in the world, I wanted to bring it into a contemporary market for for, for my taste. Anyway, it just wasn't working. You know, it doesn't yeah. happen often, but um, yeah. you know, you're quite right. Um, 
if it's it might look to lovely, beautifully yeah. drawn on a piece, you know, and a lovely yeah. piece of document. Document, but um, you you start working with it, and it becomes so damn complicated. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's true. It's always going to be a nightmare. Whatever you put it on, however you colour it, colour it doesn't do yeah. what you want it to do. It, exactly. It's just always going to be a difficult pattern. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which moves us ne- ne- nicely onto the next question. Actually, it's a good segue. How has the um, textile and industry textile and in the interior industry changed over the years and um, in view of that what services do your clients now need from from the design archive perspective how's that how has it changed oh i think um well gone you know the days where you could walk into all the you know all the chain stores and, all the, and there'd be rolls and rolls of fabrics there mm-hmm. and all the wallpapers all to, that's that's that that it doesn't exist anymore no um so um yeah, it's very, very competitive because you, <coughs> you're trusting designers to, to represent you, really, um, unless you've got the bit of the trade shows that the designers go to. But you've got to offer... You've got to be... You've got to be, you've got to be creative mm-hmm. in how you bring these designs to market. You know, um, I've got some beautiful qualities. I see some... You know, I'm, I've got a viscose cotton velvet that has got, has got a, a very contemporary finish to it doesn't mm-hmm. suit everything um but you, it's about texture color finish all of these things trying to do something mm-hmm. a little bit different that still is very commercial you know you don't want to be yeah. too unique you don't want to be it's and, and for me what am i sort of four or five years in now i mean it's still a learning process in this new market or the uh, as you said it's completely changed yeah um yeah. from the days of old it's a new era um and uh yeah the, the competition out there's very hard but i think for me it's to keep my personal take on things it's my design my my color my um my taste um, and i think that's the way it is, is yes and i won't be swayed i try and be i do i always got my it has to be commercial, but also it's got to be that bit individual. Yeah, it's got to have yeah. my individual mark on it. Yeah, um, and I'm getting. I'm, I'm just producing a wallpaper collection, for example, oh, great. which is my first. Yeah, um, I offer a paper-backed fabric. I mean, since a child, my first thing I remember with my parents Beautiful. in France, staying at friends' houses. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I love them. I'm putting yep. my hands on the wall. Oh my god, this is what is this? It's fabric on the wall, you yeah. know. Um, and I just think that's gorgeous so we offer that service too um which is more of a a bespoke service you can pretty much all my uh qualities you can you can paperback um and batten or however you want to do it are all of your patterns are all of your patterns digitally printed now sharon no no well i don't yes this is where it's going to get you know i do favor traditional just like the process and i know the process far more than i do the digital process of printing. Yep. Um, again, to be commercially minded, digital has to come into it in some uh-huh. yep. form, and it does. I mean, I think I'm probably more half and half now, but I, I do, I do. Well, I know the designs. I, I all my first two two collections are all screened, yeah. Um, and now the 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 more. Um, 
not iconic prints, but I do the, the one or two specials. I will I I will screen print and and yeah, because you can take I stock. Will, they can afford yeah, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, but yeah, I am a traditionalist at heart because it's what I know best. Uh huh. And um, I mean, digital printing has come on in leaps and bounds just in the last two or three years. You know, and it's improving yes, all the incredible. time. Black dye digital um, printing now is available, which I yep. which is which is wonderful. That's that's been a big breakthrough, I feel mm. in in your world. Um, well, yeah, you can print on pretty much anything now. To be honest, mm. at whatever volume and whatever scale, and that different you want. dyes, and and use the yeah. dyes that you want to use. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you're not mm. producing stock, and you know when you look at them side by side, as long I think the trick is as well that you, that you you have Sharon too here is that you create designs that are suitable to be printed either in an analog or a digital format. And the yes. truth is that when you do that, it's actually very difficult if you were to look at them side by side, you won't be able to see the difference. The average person will not see the difference between a digital print and an analog print, as long as you created it in the style of analog. So it's, you know, it's working, you know, wet to dry, it's, it's, it's working dark, it's print, it looks as though the colours are going down dark to light, you know, all of those things, all of those rules that we yes. have in our playbook for Rotary, that's how the design was drawn. And in that, exactly. in that way, it then transposes perfectly over to digital too, and can be dual sourced as well, importantly. It can be, I mean, you know, there are, as with any printing process and printers that you know there are um the quality issues i find sometimes very frustrating even even mm. with digital yeah um, yeah different manufacturers oh yes um yeah yeah it, 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 it is uh you've got, you've got to be very careful what qualities to uh, quality of printing or standards you know you can be talked into into, into so that's all right and it's not <laughs> yeah well, th well i think you that's know. also that's other another area for concern isn't it as well you know as you see convergence of people moving in within the print industry who are moving from different sectors of the industry but don't have a textile heritage you know i always have this analogy of you know trying to give five-star service but you've only ever worked been to a worked or being in a three-star hotel. If you don't know what you're trying to achieve, that perfection, if you don't sometimes have that textile history, you're not going to hit it um, to your satisfaction. Well, yes. You might hit yeah, somebody too, else's, but it's, not necessarily it yours. Me, it astounds me. That, it astounds me, even the longevity of some, you know. It, it, mm -hmm. it, um, you have to be very careful. It's the same printing's printing, you know, and it, I think it's historically, um, whether it's back, back conventionally or whatever, you, you know... You have to be very, um, as do a customer, research. you have to, yeah. yes, do your research, yeah. Lots of sampling. Lots of sampling and be firm that what's acceptable and what's not. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. You have, to, you have to set the standards, don't you, and your expectations mm. and agree those, you know, by contract sometimes too. And I think sometimes that's got a little bit blurry in the digital world, not with the big mills, but with some of the smaller bureaus. I think mm. there, there have been a, a number of instances of that. But again, you know, you see all of these things in an emerging industry, don't you? And uh, uh, that is yes. then moving, moving at such, as you say, an incredibly fast rate Speed, of advancement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just in the last year alone, yeah. the advancement of digital textile printing is yeah, improving and moving and growing huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, so much more sustainable as well, isn't it? From, well, the from state, standpoint. It, it is all of that. It's the sustainability that, that's the attractive side of it, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I guess financially, for design... 
I guess for brands like yourself as well, it's also allowing you to be more creative because it's allowing you to get more products out to market, isn't it? If you can, if you mm. use it for smaller stock holdings. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, there's all there's all those incentives behind it, without shadow yeah. of a doubt. Do you um, make? Do you have pattern books, Sharon? Do you have? Yes, I do. I mean, yeah. I don't like them, but I do. Yes, I do. Um, because do the, I have. Um, does the because industry I, yeah, still Yeah, because want I'm a them? global market. Yeah. Well, yes, they do. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I mean, I'm in, I'm in sort of eight showrooms in America and Australia and in Europe, all my agency, they want pattern books, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do. They want all the sampling. Yeah. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, but they do, yeah, so you still got to provide those. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and, you know, it I think that's one of the stages where digital comes in and helps, even with designs that are going to go to volume, doesn't it? Um, mm. That you can produce. Yes, you can. Absolutely. You can produce sample books um, without having to commit to three thousand meters of each pattern in each colorway to get to that one sample book. I mean, I think those all those advantages, Debbie. Yes. Yeah, mm. absolutely huge. Which you know, just allows us all to be so much more creative, doesn't it? Really. Do you do custom work as well, Sharon, with people? So you will create custom colorways and for special projects and things. Yes. Great. That is something we are literally offering now. And uh, you know, it, as I say, it's taken that we've had a COVID year, of course, which has been awful. Of course, yeah. Um, well, it, well, no, sales have been. It, it's it, it, it's it, it's still going in the right direction, even in the last year. However, um, COVID was COVID. You have you, with a year off a new company in a vital because last year was the year it was it was set to go the third year in business and um any new company you know will take a few years to get established and the brand awareness is there now and i've had great marketing and pr and and, and all the all the confidence in the brand is 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 i'm, I'm in the position I, I like to be in now but the last year of course is sort of leveled off um there but it's also been a good year um so um yeah, I think I think this year I'm feeling very very optimistic um, about about the future. Oh, that's great, Sharon. Just just going back slightly, then you know, where can people buy your products? Then you say you're global. You have do you work do you work through oh. um, independent networks throughout the world? Is that how it partners? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes, um, I've got. I mean, it's in in partner showrooms um, in America, mm-hmm. uh, Australia. Very good representative uh, representation in, in Australia. We had our own close and hat did have a base and offices there, and um, so I had a, a lot of support there. So I mean, all all the major towns in in um, in Australia and uh, New Zealand. Um, so um, agents and distributors in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. They all need. They all need to be serviced and kept up to date and um, sampled. Um, but they're all doing doing a great job for us. Mm. That's amazing. It's so, it's so great to hear, isn't it, that you've kind of re-establishing the, the as you say the design archives not under the crossing now, which is kind of half a shave too. <laughs> um, but it's just well, fantastic to see to see the business and to see the, the creativity and the textile DNA that's in your family to re-emerge, as you say, with a successful business, but also really great to see that archive available for licensing too. Because in some of those patterns of prints that you see within there, those just drawing styles 
are hard to find these days because there aren't that, as we've grown through this whole Photoshop generation, people have forgotten how to paint. So it's actually oh, really yes. lovely, isn't it? To, it's to get back done, to those skills. It's all done digitally, isn't it, Nan? And there's, you know, and there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And then I think the last few years, you'd see, you'll see some digital designs in there. But 95% of the, of the archive are, are hand-drawn, hand-painted. Some of them, you know, a couple of hundred years old or more, you know, um, beautiful pieces on. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are, though. And that's you know, art. That's art, isn't it? It is. To me, that's just, that's, it is that's archival. I mean, it, yeah. you know, design archives, it says what it says on the package. They're archival, archival textile design. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, Great design lives forever, not. doesn't it? I think so, yes, it does. Yeah, It does, absolutely. you know, and it goes full circle and it moves round and round and round. But a really great quality, well-drawn, well-structured design just never goes away. It might go quiet for a while, right. but then it's, it'll come back. Yeah, in the, and it's in, just in having the right a bit hands. of imagination to to see what yes. what's 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 a, a beautiful piece is a beautiful piece, you know, and it, it you just got to think of bringing it to a modern world, um, and that can really um, suit suit many tastes, you know. Yes. Um, if you're colouring it correctly, you can you can offer it and then make it look different in all different kinds of uh, colorways you know it's it's amazing or or do or do that same design on a different texture to, to which I, I do and the Amadorn and those uh, designs mm-hmm. at Croson's are very successful with you know I print it on velvet I print it on linen I print it on cotton satin all in different very and they all look very different you know it's each, um, each each fabric gives it a different pattern really yes or a different feel. quality or a different colorway yeah. and a different feel and yeah. Oh, Sharon, thank you so much. You just got we touched on copy. I think we've we had one last question about copyright, but I think right. we've pretty much I think we've pretty much covered that one, haven't we? Really? I think the, we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, you be as careful as you can possibly. I be, mean, we did. But, I mean, and and, and it's it, it's kind of a spoke bespoke. Yes, I mean we can protect it by um um putting a watermark on it, but we are we are. The designs are out for license, really, yeah. Yes. That's the structure, yeah. and each yeah. one would be with different categories of, of licensing, yeah. Absolutely. And I guess um, just to close then, thank you thank you so, so, so much. It's been fantastic talking with you. What advice would you give a creative who's just starting mm-hmm. out in the textile industry? Well, um, do you think it's a vibrant start time to start to come into our industry? It is, but, you you, you know, it's all very well... It, it, you can you can be a wonderful, have a wonderful creative eye. You you need to do your research. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, but designing and uh, producing a beautiful piece. It's another thing having the knowledge how to bring that to market. Yes. What what is you know you have to have an outlook of where you're going, who who you're who you're going out there to, and how to get there. How you know the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, your costs and your your end your end market um you have to you know, and get help with it really because it's not just i've seen i've seen just the other day a, love, a lovely design and a lovely wallpaper book it's absolutely lovely tried my pr lady was tried that's but you know there's no there's there's no there's no sizing on this there's no this it's just seeing it on a piece of paper isn't go you need all the information yeah you do, so people um, can make the right choice when they purchase it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how are yeah. you going to bring it to market, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. How and who. <laughs> yeah. Great. And your costs. Yes, and making sure, I think, you know, as you said, costs as well. I think so many young creatives don't 
kind of build the costs in for where they are right now, not realizing that they're going to have to scale that business. So unless they get the costings right right from the very beginning, they're actually going to... You know, you've got to sample these things. It's not very well yeah, getting they're, they're it in one book in leverage. front of you. Yeah. You know, get your budgeting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. You, you, you get a lot of help and advice. And never be shy to ask people. I still do now, you know. Never be shy to ask people, you know. The, the more information you can get, it, don't, it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It means you're, you know, you're opening yourself up to... to um, um, some more opportunities you know the more you network the more you talk to people within the business whichever aspect of it it is you know you're just gaining information um and it is a friendly industry do your research it's a very friendly industry you know um uh i like it being open and honest you know what are you doing there blah blah blah. what do you think of this asking people's advice all sorts of things impressions it's it's you um, must like it sharon you spent your entire career in the textile industry it's now in your blood it's in your dna yes oh it is it is it is gosh it is isn't it it's in the family dna Mm. it's fantastic Mm. sharon what an an amazing story thank you so so much for for sharing all all of your incredible insights and wisdom today um i'll make sure that (laughs) it very much made sense it's a joy to listen to you it really is a joy to have the conversation i'll make sure that all of the notes um in the show notes here, we will have all the details of how everyone can get in touch with you, about both the design archives and, of course, the Graceland archive too. That's fantastic. Sharon, thank you so much Wonderful. for joining us today. Take care. Thanks, Debbie, so much. Thank you. Bye.